What's up, everyone? Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you in on some exciting news. My favorite event of the year, Playbook 2022, is coming up this September. This is the third year Trainual's been running it, and if you attended the last two years, you know it gets better every time. So if you're a business owner, a people leader, a marketer, this event is for you. We have amazing speakers like the marketing master himself, Seth Godin. We've got brother and sister duo, Allison and Wes Felix. You may recognize Allison from the Olympics. She's a track and field star who's won tons of gold medals in her career. And now her and her brother own Sage, which is a lifestyle sneaker brand built for and by women. Plus, we've got Caitlin Crosby, who's the founder and CEO of The Giving Keys, Jason Freed, co-founder and CEO of Basecamp, Makita Mikado, founder and CEO of PandaDoc, and more. It's two days, September 21st and 22nd. It's all virtual, so you can log in from anywhere, and it's completely free. So trust me, you're not going to want to miss this. You will learn so much about how to build an incredible culture and a more efficient business than you've ever had before. So register now. Just go to playbook2022.com. Again, totally free. I'll see you there. I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. This audio is from an organized chaos live Q&A. And if you ever have burning questions for Chris that you would want answered on the podcast, just shoot him a message on LinkedIn. And if you don't want to miss our next organized chaos live stream, be sure to also follow Chris on LinkedIn where he'll share future updates. Looks like the next question here is from Chris Gwynn. Uh, I'm interested in learning more about your consulting days at Organized Chaos. What were some of the biggest challenges you experienced and conquered when building that company? And then follow up, did you experience the same challenges when building Trainual? Let me think back. So initially when building Organized Chaos, uh, that was, so of course the name of this, this show, this podcast, but also the name of my consulting firm. Um, my, I, it didn't even have a name at first, you know, consulting for me, it was a, a bridge between my lot, my, my first company and whatever I was going to do next. And I didn't know how long I would be a consultant. I didn't know if it would be one year, three years, five years, 10 years, but I knew I loved the idea of learning. I had this curiosity of getting to know people's businesses. And I just wanted to roll up my sleeves and be helpful. From running my company, I was pretty resourceful. I had been a bootstrapped entrepreneur. I was very operations minded. And so it was just fun. It was like a playground to be let into other people's businesses. And so at first it wasn't like really challenges that I was experiencing. It was, it was like uh, this euphoria, like people are letting me just play in their businesses. I kind of get you know access to talk to anyone and to do anything and to just make their business better. That felt so cool. And, and that's what I was focused on at the beginning. So the initial challenge that I hit was I just enjoyed doing this so much. So how do I monetize it? You know, I had a couple of friends, a friend I went hiking with this past weekend, actually, that was one of my first clients and just kind of invited me into his business. And we agreed on a rate for the month that would be appropriate for me to come to his business once a week. And that was how it started out was just this, let me come in once a week 
pay me this like thousand dollars a month. And let me just talk to all of your people and figure out ways that I can be helpful. And of course, the clock is ticking. I've got to prove some value, but I did really shortly. You know, I started helping project manage things that needed uh, somebody's attention. I started investigating new software tools that can make them more efficient, help them post jobs on, on Craigslist and, and Indeed and, and get some new people in, in the door. And I was just enjoying the business. But quickly it became, well, how do I scale this? How do I take on more clients? Because I started to spread myself thin. I started taking on, you know, a third business, a fourth business, a fifth business. And all of a sudden, I feel like I've got five bosses that are texting and calling and, and emailing me at all hours of the day. And so that became my issue. How do I manage this? And so I restructured the company to say, um, I will only do half day or full day sessions. And you could buy a number of packages. You could buy a one-time project. You could buy a, a retainer, a monthly retainer at uh, a, at a one day a week level or at a two day a week level. And I started selling those until my schedule was full. And I would sell four days a week um, for the month. I would keep one day open for my administrative work. And I did that until I had so much administrative work that I needed to hire uh, a second employee. And I brought on Chelsea, who some of you have heard of, to start to manage all these projects and manage the billing and manage the proposals. And then we brought on another person and, and slowly the business started growing. But at, at the beginning, it was how do I monetize this? How do I manage my time? And I think that's the hardest part when you're selling billable hours as a consultant to, to get right. Um, and then it starts to be about business development. You know, once your organization grows to the point that you've got a good lead flow, you've got referrals, you can sustain yourself, you need business development that can consistently bring you leads and new customers if you're going to start taking on the overhead of other people. And so for me, that started to be investing in sponsorships. I sponsored chapters of the entrepreneur organization. I started making content, shooting videos. I started uh, writing a newsletter. Um, I wrote this newsletter once a week, just recommending software tools to solve problems in your business. And after a few years, I had thousands of subscribers to this newsletter list and I would get consulting inquiries from, from that list. And so it starts to become about new business and that was my next challenge. So transitioning into Trainual, that was the challenge. It was like I was getting cold prospects to call me and ask for consulting services. And then I would charge 10,000 or 15,000 or 20,000 or something like that. How do you get enough cold prospects to be able to charge them $50 a month and support an army of team members in a growing software business? That's very different. So the challenge was similar. It was new business development, but the way that we did it was very different in terms of volume digital advertising, getting messages out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, shooting story ads. And that was a learning curve for the first six to 12 months of Trainual with my brother, Jonathan and me. So similar challenges, organize yourself, your time, how you bill, your pricing models, how you manage your clients. And then you start to uh, bring on other people. There's the challenges of being a good boss and, and casting a, a vision for their future. But then it's really new business development. And I think that is the thing that stops most businesses from getting above that million dollar mark. If you can't consistently bring in new leads and you can't repeatably service those leads and be getting more by turning the dial up, 
it's really hard to get above that level. Um, you know, some companies do it just brute force, but then you can just, you know, peter out a little bit. And so investing in new business development was the biggest challenge. All right. Next question here. Let's see. Susie Pinon, Pinion, Pinon. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, how do you suggest young professionals get seen by recruiters when the majority of screening happens through AI? Hmm. So I don't think a ton of screening at small companies happens through AI. So the, the distinction I would draw here is that, yes, if you're applying to big enterprises and these enterprise kind of companies have thousands and thousands and thousands of applications, they're probably deploying some kind of artificial intelli intelligence uh, to do a screening process. And so how I would get around that is rather than just being you know one of a thousand numbers or resumes, I would find some connection, establish some connection at the company, someone that you can meet, talk to, get advice from, understand how they operate at this company, what they value at this company, because you want a person, an advocate for you, a champion in that business. A lot of times people will get introduced to me and uh, just, just tell me that they put an application and I'll send a note to our, our people ops team and say, hey, for what it's worth, this person that I trust a lot is advocating for this, this applicant. That is a real way to, to, to do it. And so if, if you can create a personal connection, that is the best way, I think, to get around any kind of AI is to have someone on the inside looking out for you, someone making an introduction so that your name gets bounced around a few times. Otherwise, for young professionals, I think there's a lot of basics of how you can just make your profile stand out particularly on LinkedIn, which is like everyone's resume or business card these days. If you can you know, get some professional headshots taken for your photo, uh, if you can write up a little bio about what your superpowers are, why, what, what do you just go to work and love? What is an amazing day at work for you? Try to be vibrant or get someone to help you put that together. Make sure that you've got all your different experience listed on there. Engage with other posts, like things, post things yourself. Then you're not just a, a, a name, you're a personality. And I think that when we're hiring and when we're looking at people's profiles, the ones that shine through on the screen are the ones that seem to have a personality. They've got purpose. They've got passion. They've got professionalism. They've got the communication. And if you can put all of those things into your profile online, it's a good indicator that you're going to do that to things offline, to the projects that you're working on. So I know that that could be basic or some low hanging fruit, but that's a, a, a really easy way. Um, the next would be instead of just, you know, putting in your application, um, put some extra effort, shoot a video, say this is this is who I am and this is why I'm perfect for this role. You know, a lot of times with uh, with recruiting and applications, um, I think it gets uh, a bad rap for just this volume play. You know, you have so many applications coming in. That's why a company would employ an AI tool is because they need to screen the applications because they're getting inundated with applications. And so if you can be creative and you can go around that by saying, I don't know where to turn this in. There was no field for this, but I wanted to send this video because I'm so interested in your company. I love what you're doing. That again, sets you apart because people can't put that in the box. They don't know where to put that video. So they send it around to people on their team and you get noticed. I remember the first internship I ever applied for was because I read a article in, I think it was Entrepreneur Magazine. 
I read this article about this local company that was doing innovation consulting, which seems so cool to me. And I found the quote in that article. I sent it in to the people and around their, their job application, I used the email address and I sent it in and I said, I just want to let you know, I thought that this quote was really profound, was really interesting. I had no idea that this industry was even a thing. I've looked into some of your clients and it seems incredible. I would love a way to work here. If Do you offer any kind of internships over the summer. And then I got a real person emailing me back and say, why actually, yeah, we do. Thank you so much for reading that and noticing it. Um, let me know when you send in your application. I'd love to take a look at it again. It's creating real connections and that's how you get around AI. That's how you got get noticed. I think at, at any size company. Hey, thanks for listening to organize chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.